Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. We have an awesome guest today. His name is Dave Knight. What's going on, man? What's happening, brother? What's going on? Hey, man, having fun, man. Listen, Dave is an awesome dude, phenomenal guy. Not only is he a podcast host of the First Responders Wealth Network, but he also is the founder, right? And he spends his time educating and mentoring first first responders out there in both Canada and the United States. Uh, and he's a cop himself, which is really, really cool, but he's also a real estate investor and he's built a multi-million dollar portfolio. So my man is definitely legit. So <laughs> I appreciate having you on the show, man. Thanks so much for coming. Thanks, brother. I really appreciate uh, you having me on and I'm excited to get rolling here. So Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I'm excited too. So uh, we actually had the fortunate ability to talk to, uh, to Dave, uh, both myself and Eric. Actually, it was pretty cool. We had, I had a good time on your show. So thanks for that. Um, but uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing, man, what you're up now in, uh, in Toronto, right? Yeah, so I'm just outside of Toronto, uh, born and raised up here. So um, I've been a road officer for, I'm in my eighth year now. Nice. And uh, yeah, I still love the job. I mean, love the guys around me and and uh, still enjoy it. I'm not one of those disgruntled officers like uh, like like many can be out there. But, <laughs> um, you know, like honestly, I... I'm really fortunate with the service I work for, uh, the community I work in. It's, you know, the crime rate isn't, isn't over, over the top, you know, guns and gangs, kind of like a lot of areas, um, kind of even outside our region or especially down in the States. So, um, you know, it, it allows me to, you know, not be too consumed in my job. Um, so because of that, I, I do a lot outside the workplace, right? which, yeah, which which is what I'm basically preaching and and what I what I enjoy doing. So awesome, man! Yeah. Yeah, outstanding. Well, I'm sure it probably gets a little bit boring sometimes <laughs> without the crime and the like, the CSI and the narcotics, right? Busting. Well, we're we're still busy. <laughs> we're still busy. We just don't walk around. You know, the civilians don't walk around with guns on their hips here. So yeah. we're, uh, we're 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 not too bad. So that's good. I, we're still busy. I mean, no matter where you are and you got population, you're busy and you're still policing. And the way I look at it, you're always babysitting society. So hey. that never, that never changes no matter where you are. That never changes, man. You're yeah. absolutely right. And it's yeah. difficult. I'm sure it is. I got mad mm-hmm. respect for the boys in blue. Uh, hey. from New York City, so, you know, I got, I got love, man. Hey man, you too. Don't, don't, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, well now, nah, man, let's get started, man. Let's talk about real estate. So how sure. did you get started in that? I mean, where did you start out before you became a cop or did you start out afterwards? What happened? Sure. Well, I'll give you the, the, the long answer maybe. Um, so basically how, how it all kind of intertwined was, you know, I, after high school, I took a year off, uh, I traveled to Australia, did the whole backpacker deal. Nice. Uh, but before I left, my parents said to me, 
you know, okay, here's a program of a college program. You got or a booklet with all the programs. You got to pick one because when you come back, you got to go to school. So I said, okay, cool. Well, I've always wanted, I've always been involved in and really interested in policing. So okay. I picked a, a police related course. I came back, I did that, uh, and then went to university. Always had that entrepreneurial kind of bug in me. I owned and operated a residential painting business. So I had a number of guys working for me. So I was always working, even at school during the week, weekends. And uh, so I always kind of saved, saved up money on the side, saved up money on the side. Um, I, I just always had a really good work ethic. I kind of blame my father for that. But uh, so, and so anyway, so I was able to accumulate just enough down payment to acquire a townhouse. Mm-hmm. So, but I didn't have enough income to even live in it. So I, w- I qualified, I co-signed with, uh, with someone and I was able to acquire that, that property, but wasn't able to, to live in it. So I rented it out for two years and still lived at home. There you so, go. yeah. So I mean a little bit of house hacking, but, uh, you know, with only, you know, 5% down, it worked out well. And, um, so then over time I moved into it kind of thing and you developed that appreciation and the, the equity built in the home. And then it just kind of snowballed from there in the sense of talking to my mortgage broker, talking to other guys around me, you know, they'd say, you know, you can tap into your equity and I'm like, what the heck is that? What do you mean tap into my equity? So just having that, those type of conversations, I, I learned that I could leverage that equity and use that as a down payment on my second home. So, you know, it's, it's funny to having that conversation with your mortgage broker saying, dude, are you kidding me? I can barely afford my own house. You're saying I can afford another house now. (laughs) So it's, uh, it's one of those things where you just, you learn about the power of leverage. You learn about, uh, using the bank's money or other people's money and just the fundamentals of real estate really excited me from an early age or really early on. And, and this actually happened just before I got onto policing. So Mm. I was fortunate enough to get hired on, um, uh, with with my service, and at that point, I had I had two properties, so it was just one of those things where it was kind of on the back burner. But as the years progressed through policing, I learned more, surrounded myself with the right people, and it just kind of flourished from there. Okay, so, awesome, yeah. man, outstanding. Yeah. That, that's crazy. When you got started house hacking, which is probably one of the most humble ways you can really right do it, like the most grassroots. Um, and that's cool, right? So that sure. appreciation that built up, you snowballed, and that's awesome. And you said you were able to get it with 5% down? Yeah, so basically, I mean, we won't tell the banks this one, but basically, uh, uh, so if it's your primary residence, you can put 5% down, right? Okay, cool. So it's, um, I know it's not as amazing as your VA loan as you guys always talk about, and unfortunately, we don't even have, we don't even have that up here in Canada, which is uh, an absolute shame. But um, so with a lot of people, they you know, can work it as it's going to be their primary residence, which was my intention at the time. And that's the key word there, your intent. Right. And, um, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I ended up renting it out and it is what it is, but it worked out well. And that, right. during that point, I was able to save money while I had renters in there and it cash flowed well. And uh, yeah, things kind of flourished from there. So there you go, man. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. But I always, I always tell people, if they're, I mean, their first property, the main thing you want to do is start building that equity and, you know, house hacking is a great way. And, and Mm -hmm. there's so many, there's so many different ways that you can, you know, quote unquote house hack. And I know you talk a lot about it on your show and you guys do a great job doing it. Um, 
but just take advantage of the opportunity of your position, where you are, you know, bringing other people around you to maybe even live inside the house to eliminate those overhead costs and just get ahead. And it really, really will pay dividends down the road. Exactly. That is so true, man. That is so true. So can we talk about some of the challenges that you faced while you were, you know, in that growing process? Man, it's every day is a challenge. It's just, uh, I think, you know, you learn as you go. I think the biggest thing was overcoming that fear, right? Um, you know, for me personally, if it wasn't for hiring a mentor or a coach, I really wouldn't have made the steps that I made. Mm. I'm, I'm overall a very conservative person. Um, I'm very, you know, trigger shy, so to speak, in the sense of pulling the trigger when it comes to making a move. And over time, you know, being having that guidance or having that certainty with someone on, on, on my side saying, yeah, this is a good opportunity, I would go for it. You know, so having that reassurance, uh, learning along the way, uh, it's all part of the process. But I think the, the biggest struggle is just getting started. You know, and I think a lot of people just have that fear of getting started, thinking that either A, they can't do it, or B, they don't have enough money. Um, they're worried that the world's going to collapse. I mean, you know, all and everything you have to take into account, but you just got to, you just got to keep driving and digging and, and just learn as you go, but just do it. Cause That's I mean, true. the fundamentals of real estate aren't going anywhere. And time is showing that. So just believe in what it is you're doing and just, fucking run with it you know <laughs> <laughs> that's so true man Sorry, i don't mean am i allowed to throw that nah, dude throw it throw it man it's all good man well you know i'm talking to military here man it's nothing we haven't heard that's true but i do realize as a podcast host you have to check off that 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 mark, oh, uh, yeah, on, that mark. On, on uh apple podcast saying that you're not that's gonna so swearing but i do break that rule a little bit here and there yeah, I? here and there <laughs> flips out man it's all good there you go it'll be all right <laughs> but, um, that's awesome but yeah no great point man so the fundamentals definitely don't go out the window and and um you know people will always need a home right so yep. never gonna go out of out of yeah like it is what it is no <laughs> and it's and it's perfect because i mean there's so many routes that you can go and i mean on my podcast, I talk about the biggest, the number one thing people have to get exposed to is the options that are available. So, I mean, you can go active and as passive as you want. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, this from your military, sorry, from your uh, multifamily stuff that you're doing. Um, I mean, there's, there's different positions that you can fall back on and, and, and uh, invest in. So, I mean, whatever suits your lifestyle, there is no right or wrong answer. It's just whatever fits your bill. You know, if, if you're not willing to take on a flip and, or if you're not willing to take on a GP role and a multifamily deal, like what you're doing, which is very hands-on, I mean, the active or sorry, the passive route is maybe better suited for you and it's still great returns and it's still a great way to not be so time invested, but still be invested in a great product and a great asset that produces cash flow and it's safe and sound, you know? Exactly. Yep. So. Exactly. Great points, man. Right. No. So, uh, so I mean, on that note, you know, how, um, how has the time balance been for you? Right. So, you know, with your primary job, you know, being a cop and constantly on duty, yeah. how have you had to organize or structure the time that you put into real estate investing? I don't know, man. Sometimes I ask my girlfriend, she gives me a weird look. She's like, you're leaving again. <laughs> you're, doing, <laughs> you're working more. I, uh, you know, first off, I, I love it. Um, so I mean, as far as 
consuming myself in the work, it, I don't find it work. You know, like I enjoy the real estate stuff. I enjoy this podcasting. I enjoy interacting, meeting new people and, and helping people at the end of the day. And what's even better is just helping your own. So right. it's like, I mean, you know, there's a thousand podcasts out there. There's a thousand programs out there and they're all geared towards, you know, everyone else, but there's really not a lot of people that are helping their own like you and I. So, I mean, kudos to you and your team for, for really focusing on active duty and, and military and, you know, I'm doing first responders. So, I mean, we finally got our little market, you know, yeah. focused on and it got some attention for us. So, um, you know, but, uh, as far as time management, man, I just, uh, it, it is tough, but it's, you know, first off, I, I don't have any kids. I, we're, we're finally talking about a dog. So that's a big step for me, oh, but, man. uh, here we go. <laughs> oh, man. Good but luck. no, my, <laughs> my, my time is literally, uh, working and then working outside the workplace. So I've, I'm dedicated to it and, you know, I've been able to learn a lot because I've dedicated time to the trade. And now I'm just getting to the point where I'm really, getting comfortable executing in any area. So, um, you know, time management is a big one and it's not for everyone, but like I said, it all comes down to how much time you want to invest. Right. You know, if there's a lot of people with, you know, families out there and have no interest on their days off to engage in any type of, you know, heavy activity investing. And again, there's so many ways that you can do it. You don't have to, I mean, you can get a turnkey property, or, uh, you know, that has very little overhead and, and headache and time that's necessary and still be ahead of most because you're taking that action, you know? So it's just, um, it's just, it's whatever you want to do. But in my sense, it's, I've, I, I invest a lot of time because I love it and I don't feel like I, I work a lot. I feel like I work the 50 hours at work a week and then all the other time is just, I get a little bit of a high off it. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 right. It just gives you this like a nice release. It's almost it's almost stress-free in a way, right? Because it's something separate that makes sense. You know, and that's and that's another good point. Is just, you know, sometimes I find our job and and as you know, probably even more so than our job, it's you know, you get so consumed in your job and sometimes that your job is your only reality. And it is so important to separate yourself from work and pleasure or work and family and work and, and social life. Um, it's just, it's one of those things where you need to diverse yourself in your time and in your, your area of focus and your interests, because like, I mean, you know, you probably got a lot of buddies too. I mean, sometimes a job or certain calls on the job consume them over the years and then they get in that downward spiral and, and they get into trouble. So a part of me, maybe it's therapy, but a part of me, it's, it's also just, I just love it. So, yeah, right. And it can be both, right? It can be. Yeah, man, it can be both. And you start seeing you start seeing results and that's the best part. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure for you too, it's you, you you work for a goal, you achieve it and then you kind of celebrate that. And then you go to the next goal and you go to the next and the next and then yeah. you know and then you get guys on your show like Grant Cardone who are just their goals are so massive that <laughs> you're like, holy shit, I gotta like, I gotta oh, bump my goals up a little bit. Step more. Game up, right? <laughs> a little yeah. bit. A little bit. Exactly, right? <laughs> oh my it. goodness. But yeah, no, seriously, you're absolutely right. And then another benefit is you get to meet awesome folks, right? So that totally. aspect yeah, yeah. Is, is amazing. And then you start surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And then you realize how many people in your job are thinking like you or have an interest in doing a little bit more than what they're doing. Right. You know, and then what the result is of that, 
of that effort. You know, it's providing for your family. It's just giving yourself time back. You don't have to work that extra overtime. You know, you got your money working for you. So what do you do with that time? Well, you hang out with your family, your kids, and or take that extra vacation that, you know, you so deserve. So it's just little things like that goes a long, long way. It does. So, it absolutely yeah. does, man. And it starts to build on over time, right? So mm-hmm. great. That is phenomenal, man. So, so what types of investing are you doing now? Like, I mean, are you single family, are you multifamily? What's going on? I got my hand in a little bit of everything. Um, I know, uh, you know, some people focus on just one thing and my learning process along the way over the last 10 years has been like, it has been a transition, uh, learning experience. So I started off with single family homes. Like I, I told that story, I got into a townhouse and rented it out. Uh, took the equity out of that and purchased another house. Um, so I had, um, and where I live, it's, it's, the appreciation has gone up quite a bit in the last, nice. uh, you know, five to 10 years, especially like a lot of markets, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've just really taken advantage of that and really leveraged that. So um, and then I got into student rentals. So I have student rentals. Um, last year, I just sold, I did a, a four unit conversion. So I took a large single family home, converted it over to a four unit and sold it as a four unit. And, uh, and then now I'm looking actually directly next door to where I sold. I, hold on, this is another key, key nugget here. Keep your relationships with people around your homes that you buy and sell because you never know when they'll pop up again. Just stay friendly with everyone in life. But I mean, just I that it. networking ability really yeah. comes, goes a long way. So, um, they actually ended up reaching out to me and said, Hey, we had that conversation once and you're, we always thought you were so nice to us. Can you, you know, would you be interested in buying our place? And I'm like, hell yeah, I'd be interested in buying your place. Let me check it out. So go through and looking at that right now. And it's kind of a similar house transition, single family, right. get the zonage and transitioning it into a three unit this time. Outstanding, so, man. Oh, right. <laughs> so, but on top of that, I'm doing, I've actually sold a number of my properties and I'm positioning myself more into a passive route. Okay. Um, so I'm getting a lot. My goal now is more passive income more residual income and increasing that yearly annual income. And the goal is to, you know, surpass my, my yearly income. So I can make the decision if I want to, you know, bow out one day and focus full time on us. So nice, man. Wow. I love it. That's exciting. That's absolutely exciting. Can you tell us a little bit about the student rentals? That's not really a topic that we've Discuss. No. Oh man, it's a, it's a great opportunity. Um, it's, it's one of those things where, especially in the right area, you can get, um, it's a high demand for, uh, for, for rentals. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's a higher turnover, but what I like about student rentals is you can, with the amount of income that, that is produced, uh, at the property, you can hire a property manager. So okay. for instance, I, that is you know, in your head, you think, oh my God, student rentals, that's insane. I don't want to deal with all those students and the headache and blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you that student rental is one of the uh, least time that I spend on because I have someone operating and managing that property. And he deals with the, an- another 50 homes that are just student rentals. So that's all he does. So, so yeah, so the cash flow is high. So I have six, um, I have six bedrooms, two kitchens, and they're paying 500 a room. So yeah. Yeah. And actually it's, and some of those bedrooms are actually 575. So yeah. Yeah. And it's about a two minute walk to the, the college. So, and it's in a, an area that the, 
you know, the, it's not an over um, flourished area. So right. the right. the entry point is actually quite quite low, considering what what else is around here in the Golden Horseshoe or Greater Toronto area. Right. So so yeah. So it's okay. It, it's a good opportunity for people to look at and don't shy away of because the cash flow opportunities are significantly higher than than obviously like a, a duplex would be so that is not bad man that's mm-hmm. not bad at all <laughs> so guys yeah definitely consider getting into student rentals i mean yeah. i know folks that are doing it too with like apartment buildings and they'll do mm-hmm. student rentals with it and that's it can definitely be amazing do you want me to blow your mind even more so oh, there's there there there's a market which i am not in but uh because i've chosen other routes but i know uh, there's a there's a, uh, other towns, um, Windsor, which is just north of, of uh, Detroit, mm-hmm. and not exactly the place you want to go on vacation. But it's uh, it's one of those places where it's got the University of Windsor, it's got Detroit, literally a stone throw right across the river there, mm-hmm. and um, it's a flourishing city that was an armpit for a long time. Okay. But at the end of the day, they have, you can buy these properties like large properties, guys. Like I'm talking like you know, a good three, 4,000 square foot homes. And for like 300,000, 200,000, which up here, I know that sounds like a lot for some markets that you guys are involved in, but for up here, that's pretty darn cheap. And, um, you know, they're putting in 10 bedrooms, you know, Holy in these homes with multiple kitchens, multiple things. So you got to think of that cash flow that is, that is coming in. They're literally cash flowing a couple thousand dollars a month. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness, man. That almost sounds like a, like a, a slum. <laughs> if you're trying to put what but you, you should see what they, they're turning these places into. I mean, I'm talking like nice, nice, um, kind of more grander. Okay. Um, like, like a hundred year old, 150 year old homes, but like still uh-huh. taken care of, but just, you know, on close, a little closer to the tracks maybe, but they're, yeah. they're turning these properties into really, really nice properties that you and I would almost live in. Okay. You know? So Dang, man, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. But, right. You know, yeah. If it's cash flowing a lot, that's good mm-hmm. too. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. There, there, there's opportunities in every market. You just got to go find it. It's not always in your own backyard. So you got to remember that. That is so true, man. Yeah. So, so true. And guys, we're traveling around so much. It is such a waste for you to go to an area, find a property that will rent high, that's cheap, and you know requires very, very little maintenance. Just do it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, pull the trigger, man. Make it happen. Yeah. And if, and if there's any of your listeners that want to, you know, have any questions about the Canadian market, specifically, excuse me, specifically in Ontario, they can reach out to me through, uh, through email and I can always point them in the right direction because a lot of you guys don't realize how powerful your dollar is. It's about 30% stronger. Uh, wow. so you get 30 cents on the dollar. So that's big, big bucks, right? I mean, that your dollar goes a long way. So if you're ever interested in investing in Ontario, reach out to me. I can point you in the right direction at least. And um, it's uh, just something else to keep on the back burner. Um, there's a lot of opportunity up here. Outstanding. I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. You know what? Hey, let's, let, let's, let's talk about that because hey, I, I'm definitely interested in uh, investing in international. Those who have heard my story before about buying a property in Dubai, you know, I, I, this definitely intrigues me. A there you go. Dubai. That's oh, a long, yeah, that's man. a long plane ride though. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I know. Right. I spent a deployment out there and I picked one up. So it was, Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know that, but let's, let's talk about that real quick. So if someone were to invest in Canada, right from the States, 
What's that process usually like? Do we have to create an LLC or? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I don't know it coming from your way. I know it coming from my way down into yours. So, um, you know, you have to set up a corporation. The best way for for us is to set up a C-Corp. So you guys set up American C-Corp. And basically your goal is to make sure you don't get double taxed, obviously, right? Right. So they're you know, my CPA can answer this question a little bit better than I can, but, but there are, there are ways that you can invest into uh, our country and vice versa. You okay. just, the number one thing you have to do is make sure you set up yourself properly. So talk to uh, an accountant, talk to a, a CPA that specializes in real estate, right. not just, you know, your, your typical accountant because they don't know. So make sure you find someone that specializes in international investing um, specifically just cross border. You don't have to get all crazy and international overseas, but, um, there's, there's a lot of people out there that specialize in this because there's a lot of people doing it. And I think that just a lot of, a lot of times just people don't think that's in their realm or, you know, that it's capable, but it is, it really, really is. Yeah. So true. That's so right. And guys, yeah, it's not hard to figure out. So just Mm -hmm. find a professional that can help you and ask the question. Just yeah. ask the question and see what it would be like, right? Or talk to Dave and find out what returns are are, are up there that you can mm-hmm. potentially tap into, right? Because yeah. But I'm telling you guys, you guys have a lot of opportunity in your own backyard. When I mean in your own backyard, I mean in the U.S. in general. You guys have a lot of um, really low entry into your properties that we don't have up here, especially in Ontario. We're, we're Ontario, Vancouver. I mean, uh, those two provinces specifically, um, even Saskatchewan out there. But I mean, you guys have a high population, still a high demand in rent and really low entry into some of these properties. Like I hear these guys talking about, you know, buying homes for 50, 60 K. I mean, that is, you know, even a hundred thousand dollars. <throat> Right. You can't even, that's your down payment on homes up here. So, I mean, (laughs) honestly, take advantage of that. So sometimes it takes, you know, a little bit of exposure to realize what other markets are to realize how low your market really is or the market next to you. So you don't necessarily have to think about coming up here, even though there is good opportunities, like I explained, but just don't diminish the opportunities that are within an hour or two around you. Amen to that, brother. Yeah, Amen. yeah, that's a great point. Cool, oh, man. No, for sure. But um, so I, I want to ask, I want to take you into our bonus round real quick because we're running oh, out of time. I'm not ready for this, but go ahead. Not ready? Oh, okay. man. <laughs> I'm always ready. I'm just kidding. Let's go. Always ready. Hey, let's do it. Let's do it. I've got three questions, man. It's gonna be nice. Actually, four questions now. All right, four four questions, keep right? keep them coming. Let's yeah. go. All right. So the first one: What's your favorite book? Oh man, it's so cliche and I hate always saying this, but Rich Dad Poor Dad really got me started. Right. Um, It just, it literally defined the, um, you know, assets versus liabilities and just creating that, that cash flow. Mm -hmm. So that really got my mind going. And then, you know, 10X for Grant Cardone is is another one. And it just got me thinking bigger and thinking more and realized how small I was thinking. So between those two, I think those two are the highlights for sure. Okay. Awesome. There'll be links to show notes, uh, links in the show notes page for those books, guys. So definitely check it out. Yeah. All right. And then question number two, who's your biggest hero and why? 
Oof. Mm. Biggest hero. Yeah. Coming from a hero, you know? That's yeah, be, yeah. You know what? Honestly, I'd, I'd probably just say my dad. Uh, he's, you know, he's done a lot in his in his day. He was uh, kind of went against the grain. He was actually a professional figure skater. And uh, he, toured, yeah, he toured the world. He, wow. he was Canadian champion, third in the world. Like, and when you think figure skating, you're like, are you kidding me? But no, seriously, <laughs> I mean, that was back in the that stuff is hard, man. That was back in the day. <laughs> that was back in the day when it was black and white on the screen. So, right. And, uh, but yeah, he, he just broke down a lot of barriers there and, uh, you know, started his own business. He was an entrepreneur and just really gave me some good life lessons and work ethic. And he's just a great overall dude. And anyone that comes in his way or his presence really feels it. So I try and take after that. Dude, that is awesome, man. Yeah. And, and I, I do not like throw any shade at a figure skating. Man. No, I just, it's, I can't skate for the life of me, bro. Like I get on that ice and I'm <laughs> It's okay. I always do the friendly jabs to my old man too about toe yeah. picks and stuff. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. All right. That is, yeah. That's cool though. That's pretty yeah. awesome. All right. Question number three. Uh, what do you do for fun? Uh, for fun. I like, I'm, I'm a hockey guy. I'm a golf guy. So as far as sports and working out in the gym and that sort of thing, I'm pretty active. Okay. So uh, other than having drinks with the boys, it's pretty much, um, you know, hockey, golf, and gym. Nice. So keeping right. an active lifestyle for sure. Keeping it active. I love it. Love yeah, it. Yeah. All right, man. And then the final question, uh, what three nuggets of wisdom can you leave for those that are just getting started in investing? Uh, first off, I, w- I always have like three things that I, that I go to. So first you got to get exposed. So you got to see what your options are. Um, I know a lot of people say you got to run in, run into that building right away, but it's like, you really need to assess. So as you guys all know, you got to assess before you act. So, I mean, and the same as in investing. So just, you don't have to know everything. It's just know what your options are pick one that interests you and then dive into it. So you got to expose yourself and then you got to get educated. So again, you, you don't want to over, you know, get that analysis paralysis, but you, you really want to educate yourself and what it is you want to do, get a mentor, get a coach. But then the main, the most important thing, number three would be just take action. So you got to take that action and take massive action and then just hammer through. And then as soon as you get that momentum going, you'll find some enjoyment out of it and you'll uh, just start crushing it and, Next thing you know, you'll be on the podcast here with Mike. So, yeah, <laughs> word. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. Dave, this was awesome, bro. Thank you so much for your time. Phenomenal guy. And then, honestly, man, you're doing big things out there for your folks up there in Canada. Uh, I appreciate it. And if you guys know any first responders, send them over to my podcast or my website and uh, 911wealthnetwork.com. So, I got to p- put that plug in there at the end. Yeah, man. I was going <laughs> to ask you, right? How can they reach out to you, bro? So, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Do you have anything big coming up? Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to, I got to um, finalize this this property in, okay. in Hamilton, and that's going to be a big project. Uh, I'm taking nice. on investors for that one, so that'll be good. And then um, just I'm learning the multifamily game. I opted into a 680-unit uh, portfolio down in, in Indiana. Nice. So it's uh, my first time as a passive investor, and I'm just loving the multifamily game. So that'll be my next thing is uh, raising funds, being a GP of my own and get my own deals. So love it, man. Love it. Look at that, man. Dave is kicking ass. All <laughs> right, guys, make sure that you guys go check out. All right. The first responders wealth network. All right. 
will be links to all his uh, connects in the show notes page. Just go there, click it, and go check Dave out. Thanks, man. Really appreciate your time. Hey, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Catch you later. Outstanding. That was an awesome episode. Thanks so much to our special guests, and thanks to you for listening. If you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, make sure you go and do that. Or schedule a call with us by texting ADPI to 444-999 or checking out our website at www.activedutypassiveincome.com to find out how you can get started on your financial freedom journey today. I'll see you guys next week.